1: And welcome along, Late Tea Time podders around the world. It is very good to see you and have you with us, as we uh, are supposed to be between rounds three and four. Um, myself and Matt, who's with me again for the uh, the uh, Masters, um, we're just saying this has got to be one of the most unsatisfactory tournaments uh, we've ever experienced. This should, this should be really easy. Coming to you after the round, preparing for the next round, putting up the best prices. We're not quite sure exactly where we are in this tournament, and the weather's been appalling, Matt.
2: Well, and it, and it's not just the confusion of this of this tournament, but also Easter has added to the the general bafflement yeah. that I've got. I, I literally have no idea in what round we're, we're playing at the moment. It's 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 absolute carnage. And um and I mentioned to you as well. I I always used to be a great defender of the Masters, being very protective of television, uh, mainly because I'm a big I'm a big believer. Like many of us, we always remember how ma- magnificent FA Cup final coverage was because it was different. To the yes. to the paucity of coverage we had in Wales, and it tends to be that we all nostalgically remember this and think how fantastic it is. And then I like to think that the Masters is actually the one event that retains that that delayed gratification to, to the to the to you know to the, the the peak moment of the action every day. But today I've I've totally lost patience with with uh, Augusta National and it's, and it's partly fueled by my own. Frustration with my players. So we we mentioned in yesterday that Shane Larry had missed five short putts um, early on in his second round. I went and watched yeah. the moment again on the app, and then patiently waited for. Saw he got a, set himself up with yet another birdie opportunity on 14. He can't he can't miss yet another. I thought he's been practicing his putting overnight, and he missed yet another. And the frustration was ripped large all over him. And I'm thereafter, I was not surprised that he didn't do so well. But I went on the app to watch. Chris Kirk, who also flattered to flattered me again, made me think he might do he might do something great, and then slipped back. But I don't know the app wasn't working very well today. Then the coverage was on the red button that you've got Amen Corny. You've got the leading groups. The first two days, the first hour has been a sort of fake hour because it's been the Rolex hour, whatever the hell that is. And then today they told us they're going to be on air at seven thirty. Waited, 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 and then even then, it, it the top of the hour, it was it was like eight o'clock. And then, finally, the rain came at 8.15. So, it's literally been banging your head against the wall trying to watch the coverage. Absolutely bizarre.
1: Could I ask you to retweet as well? I just go through the uh, top end of the uh, leaderboard, etc. Yes. Brooks Koepka is uh, 13 under par. He's through six holes, <clears throat> wherever that is. I think that's in round three. Um, John Rahm, he's uh, alongside him on the course. Nine under, four behind Brooks Koepka. um Sam Bennett the uh, amateur that we spoke about a lot yesterday. Still hanging on in there. He's two over for his third round, but there's plenty more seasoned pros that are worse than that out there at Augusta. So he's six under. And then one back from him, there's a gaggle of players. Five under is uh, Cantley, Fitzpatrick, Morikawa, come on, Colin, and uh, Victor Hovland. Come on, Victor. And um, So they're all on uh, five under. And then you've got uh, Justin Rose, who's played well and then played poorly, then played well again. Um, Henley, Mickelson, um, Nearman. Young, um, Day, Young went all over the place on one of the holes I was watching and uh, they're all on four under Scheffler who has been a little bit um, out of sorts uh, out there on Augusta, the pre-tournament favourite. He is three under um, on the 12th as things stand. Um, looking at the prices, there's no surprise really. The bookies have this as a two-horse race. Brooks Kepka is um, kind of 10 to 11-ish um, around the various bookies and then you've got John Rahm in there somewhere around about six to four. And then all the way back is Colin Morikawa and Victor Hovland at 33s. And the bookies really don't give anybody else much of a sniff at all. 80 to one for Jason Day is the fifth in the market. Um, and that is kind of how it is, isn't it? We, we were worried at one stage whether Brooks Kepka would run away with it and it would be just a one-man show, he's carried on playing very consistently. looks quite at home out there, doesn't he, even yeah. regardless of what the conditions are. But uh, John Rahm is kind of hanging on to his coattails and he's still kind of in contention.
2: Yeah, and also we must remember there's probably going to be a bit of a key moment when they get back on out on the course because kepka has got a par putt that is longer than John Rahm's birdie putt. So, yeah. um, so it's that classic thing that there could be a two-shot swing when they get... When they get out there tomorrow morning, um, but yeah, you, you're dead right. I mean, I think the big thing is that the book is, the bookies are tending to think that um, you know one of these guys could have a bit of a nightmare, but the idea that two of them will two two classy uh, golfers will have nightmares and bring the rest of the field back into it is kind of unlikely. Of course, the, it's one of those strange things that actually even if if Brooks Koepka wasn't doing as well he is, as he is, if the two of them weren't, um, this would be a really really good leaderboard. It'll be an absolute, you know, it'll be a real scrap and the scrap that we actually really, really want. Um, unfortunately, it's very hard. It's very hard to see that that happening. I suppose the only other thing that we could say is that the pair of them, are, although they will have the par, um, the par five eighth to come, they do both have to go through Amen corner uh, twice tomorrow. So, you know, there's a little bit of a fingers crossed if anybody does fancy somebody or does have money on somebody who's currently in the top 10. I'm not
0: one of those top two. even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW route void are prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
1: And it's going to be a long day for them, isn't it? You know, you're going out there knowing that the Masters is kind of at your fingertips. That green jacket's not too far away potentially, but you've got to go through um, half a round and then start again, reset and go again for round four. That's not the easiest mental task, is it?
2: It isn't, uh, but then I suppose the other, the flip side of that might be that Scotty Scheffler, who we all think is uh, very very laid back character, revealed last year that he spent the morning uh, sort of crying and um, being comforted by his wife because the you know the imminent prospect of of winning the Masters was 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 quite a sort of traumatic experience. Um, uh, uh, that's that, by the way, It's a, it's a classic thing. That I always think with sport that he yeah, he he's told us this story. And then I noticed in the coverage early this week they were talking about what a relaxed character he was. Now you can't imagine me ever, ever getting tense and and nervous and and appraising uh, all this stuff. And I'm thinking he's literally told us he's, he told us he's crying before the final round, and we just choose to just well whatever. He just looks
1: relaxed, so we'll just we'll just ignore what he said he's happened. I, I know everybody's different, Matt, but cr- I can't get my head around crying before a round. I don't get that <laughs> at all. I think I think the I think
2: possibly the pressure got to him and um, and yeah maybe maybe but maybe that sometimes might be the secret if you if you, if you, you get hyped up and then you overcome it perhaps perhaps that yeah. might be something I, I mean and who knows he, he strikes me as a sort of person who would admit it there might be many other people who actually go through that sort of True. thing and and don't right. have the wherewith. Uh, I can or, understand
1: or... I can understand feeling the pressure and I can understand being excited tense and all the rest of it but crying all morning seems a bit extreme.
2: Yes, yes, but then, but then, that's a classic thing that somebody tells us that, and then the vast majority of people just think, "Well, he looks laid back, therefore he is laid back," and we get yeah, it's a it's a it's a very odd. We're all we're we're all utterly convinced we're brilliant body language readers, yeah. and and I'm utterly convinced, but we're all absolutely dreadful at it. I'll
1: tell you what it's. Yeah, so, uh... Totally breaking away from this, but um, I'm quite a laid back kind of character, kind of just lope around and look like I don't give a crap about most things. But I actually, underneath, do. I'm actually quite anal about most things. I I turn up early for everything I ever do, overthink things dramatically. Um, And yet, uh, the outside perception of me is that I'm quite laid back and don't really, you know, don't don't really bother too much. Um, And it actually frustrates me. Uh, but I can't do anything about the way I I I, I lope around. Really, I don't know. I, I
2: I kind of understand it. I'm I'm a little bit the same. I uh, I have a reputation amongst friends of being very very laid back. But like a little bit of me thinks it's quite rude to sort of make a bit of a fuss. And and so I kind of I, I yeah. but also I quite I kind of quite like the idea of being. A, 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 being laid back strikes me as being a much, a much better thing. I, I suspect that's why I've gone white at such an early age. Is that like I've internalised all
1: the stress? And You're that's... only nineteen, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> yes. Um, anyway, uh, enough about us and our body language. We're, we're kind of far more interested in the golfers, really, aren't we? And um, we're only a sideshow as uh, we go through. Uh, in, I mean, I've, I've got this graph. I've, I've prepared all these graphics well in advance. Round four preview. We're not even there yet, are we? Um, but uh, we are um, maybe a kind of like, hopefully, I mean, the weather forecast for tomorrow, Matt, looks, um, or according to you anyway, I've not actually looked myself, myself, um, looks a little bit better. Light rain maybe, but nothing too dramatic.
2: Yeah, so hopefully the plan is they'll get out early, get the, um, I almost said the second round, the third round completed. Um, if, if they were to get out at 12.30ish, you're probably looking at three, three and a half hours. Of golf, yeah. so what? What? One four o'clock, and um, the leaders tend to go out about half past seven on a on a Sunday. So there is a bit of a window there. I can't if that happens. I and I think that's what Augusta will want to happen. They will because I think they will want a redraw um, because yeah. if if there's no redraw, it, it kind of looks a bit clumsy if somebody's if somebody does yeah. get a bit of a flyer on the back nine tomorrow morning, and um, they they won't want them sort of playing three hours ahead. Um so Augusta, that's a sort of that's a sort of clumsy looking visual that Augusta won't
1: want. Um so I think they won't want to have everybody finished in time to have the redraw. And do it properly, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean that that I mean, I know they they do play two rounds in a day in, in, in certain events, obviously the Ryder Cup being the, the obvious one with lots of pressure on that, but to to come in after playing um kind of jockeying for position, trying to stay ahead. Um, and then sitting down for potentially a, a couple, two or three hours, or whatever, maybe more, and before they they drive off again on on the the first hole, that takes a little bit of kind of composure, doesn't it? And and you know, if if uh, Scotty Scheffler has a, an amazing end of his third round, he's going to be crying for three or four hours, isn't he, before he he clears off again? That's going to be it takes some doing.
2: Yes, I mean um, it, it strikes me. Probably, and I, I, I suppose the other thing is if one of them comes off. Feeling like a little bit of their game is a little bit is a little bit amiss. Um, you normally have overnight and next morning to fiddle about on the range. Uh, but this time you you don't quite have that, and and it, I suppose it could be a positive and a negative that you could um, you could just go and fix it and go straight back out, or you could actually just fret that you you not yeah. you're not dealing with whatever's wrong. So I think it'll be it'll be well worth keeping your eye on what happens tomorrow and just and is trying to assess whether you know uh, assuming the, the the top two are still at the forefront which um i think is probably likely but it's not it's not entirely out of the question that somebody can get involved um i did i tell you what i did like uh, nick faldo was chatting and i thought it's quite a nice little comparison this when he was like looking at the, the weather conditions cold damp wet felt very autumnal in britain and um he sort of compared it to the fact that Rahm and Kepka in all likelihood are going to play 36 holes together. And are kind yeah. of, in head. he was comparing it to the old Wentworth match play. Yeah. I thought that that was quite a nice little comparison. I, I rather liked that. And I, I think that, that there is an element of that. Uh, and if that is the case, um, you know, Kepka has got a decent old lead, but there's a really, really big hole, you know, well, a couple of putts coming up.
0: It is Ryan here. And I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?
1: Players that made a move kind of in, in round three so far, because obviously it's not completed yet. Um Emi well back, but he's three under for uh, round three. There's very few that are in um, kind of red figures yeah. um, when it comes to the third round. Um Tyrrell Hatton's minus one, Max Homer's minus one. You've got Scotty Sheffer himself uh, at uh, two under on the 12th. He's tied 14th. But then you go up to a, a couple of players who have got themselves leading the, the sort of chasing pack. And um, Patrick Cantlay is three under for his round, five under for the tournament. And Matt Fitzpatrick, he's obviously had his injury concerns. has been playing pretty well out there. He's three under, um, five under for the tournament. He's obviously eight behind Brooks Koepka. But I was listening to Nick Feller, You mentioned him, um, six on six behind Greg Norman that famous yep. year, and, and managed to uh, overcome that. And obviously, there's a lot of holes, a lot more holes left um, for these players than um, that year. So Matt Fitzpatrick, um I mean he's gonna be used to playing in the cold and drizzle, isn't he?
2: Well, I think there was um the 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 writer Daniel Rappaport in, in America, he's he was a, a university friend of Matt Fitzpatrick and has, has stayed close. I think I think I read a tweet the other day where he said he thinks Matt Fitzpatrick is the best poor weather golfer in the world. Yeah. And by quite some considerable margin. And um I think today's kind of proved that. Um, I suspect he's slightly gutted that things haven't didn't continue for a couple of hours because I think I think his progress might have been a little bit more um, up the leaderboard if that had been the case. Um, I, yeah, well, if 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 either one of those could get to eight under and the top two have a bit of a, a bit of a nightmare around Amen Corner, it's not entirely out of
1: the uh, uh, out of the possibility that they they they've got
2: a chance come tomorrow.
1: Uh, and the one thing about Matt Fitzpatrick Fitzpatrick is he's a bit of a scrapper isn't he he likes the fight he likes the challenge Uh, I I, I don't know if you saw the Netflix documentary when he was on um, Rappaport was actually sharing the house with him and somebody else I think uh, at one tournament and it's actually fair uh, being sort of like something that's worked on cricket I can't imagine ever sharing a a house with the players. They, yeah, you know, won't let you that close, but he was, Fitzpatrick said to him, how was your peace? Is it any good today? And they were talking about his world, world and their, their golf. It was, it was bizarre. Um, but uh, anyway, that's, that's for them to work, be concerned with. Um, but yeah, I mean, they are kind of there, aren't they? If they have a, if they have a really good day tomorrow and the other two, as you say, just stumble a little bit and it, you know, the bad weather, it's not out of the question. We saw a few today. I mean, I mentioned the, uh, um, zigzagging down the course of um, Cameron Young um, on one yeah. of the holes just prior to the stop there. You know, bad drive and he kind of get, gets all over the place and um, ended up double bogeying that. You only need a couple of holes like that and all of a sudden the wheels fall off. And then um, Brooks Kepka, who we mentioned yesterday, hasn't been in this kind of environment for some time. Maybe the doubts come back in, and all of those good shots that you have played in the first three rounds suddenly start to uh, become a distant memory. You never know; things can can, can change quite quickly, can't they? So uh, it's going to be an interesting one as we go through tomorrow. In terms of the betting markets, then, have we? Is there anything there we can pick up on? I mean, obviously, um, talking about the uh, the players in that chasing pack, uh, I mentioned that sort of Cantlay and Fitzpatrick are kind of on the heels ish. Um, if they're long heels, they're quite a way behind, aren't they, if we're honest? But, I mean, Colin Morikawa's 33s. Victor Hovland is uh, 33s. Um, Patrick canley himself, he's gone into uh, a sort of 28 kind of area. Yeah. Um, Matt Fitzpatrick, he's sort of best price of 40s um, yeah. sky bet. Um, so, is it worth maybe somebody who might al- already be on Brooks Koepka, might already be on John Rahm, have already got them on their betting slip, to give themselves some kind of uh, um, sideshow for the rest of the tournament? To maybe pick up on one of those, or somebody else to just uh, give themselves a bit of interest if they have a flyer. Um, yeah, and it's, it's interesting because I think what you would almost like read is,
2: Cameron Fitzpatrick through a man corner uh Cantlay's already hit the been through the um par 5 um 13th but um that what we would generally say is that they've hit the little spell where you can make up shots um a couple of those that are a bit further back you know they've got to they've got to encounter that before they start uh making a bit of headway but the, the one that kind of uh, appeals to me a little bit is Cameron Young yeah there's a kind of, and there's a couple of reasons one he's got he's got a very peculiar major record. He's missed four cuts and then he's twice finished one shot outside the playoff and that's it. So he's he's contending again. Now he's not got off to the greatest start and, and as you identified, he did a bit of army golf up one of the holes. But um, I was just having a little look at his caddy. Um used to work for Webb Simpson for a long time before he um got on board with Cameron Young. And I had a little look to see... Um, what webb simpson's record was in the final round and um he's actually he's actually made a lot of progress a couple of times um so um uh paul tesswick is caddy he kind of knows where to tell his man where to hit hit shots yeah. in the final round and i think that, that that strikes me as quite a handy um sort of sherpa when you're trying to get up to the top of you know this sort of uh, Everest mountain. Now I'm not I'm not expecting to do well, but it, it's kind. Of, if you look at the bank, he's, you can get a hundred to one. Now I think what I would probably be looking to do is maybe look at without um, Kepka or Ram. Um, it, you know, you're not going to get such a wild price. But if you if you do want to go for it, it's 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 kind of possible that if if one of the if one of the top two starts to flounder a little bit. They're going to push it. They could quite. We've seen it plenty of times. Jordan Spieth quite recently in the final round. Bump. Francesco Molinari in the final round. Bump. You know, the guys who contend can find massive problems at Augusta. I think. The, I think the difficulty we're sort of expecting is that both of them finding big trouble. I can't remember when that's last
1: happened, but I can. We've seen plenty of one of the of the contenders having problems. So having yeah. I mean, said that, I, Matt. I can't remember a tree last falling over on the on the on the TV coverage. I can't remember ever seeing um, Augusta looking so dreary and drab and more like Blackpool on a rainy day than the Augusta National. Um, things things happen for the first time sometimes, don't they?
2: This this could be this could be the manic this could be the manic Masters where that blows everything apart. Uh, more more remark. I didn't spot this originally, but have you seen the the close up video that shows that when those two trees came down? Well, three trees came down together. They came down either side of one bloke, which, really. Which might I it took me a long time to believe that was true, but it does. Oh my word! To be, I mean that that looks like a sort of. Um, I mean, I, I I spent a lot of time in the last hour talking about the window between the the third round and the fourth round. But the window between those two trees was a lot more narrow than tomorrow's window. I mean, egg. I mean, he, he what an extraordinary mess that fellow's been involved in.
1: I, I think if I was him, I would be asking if they could fashion those trees into a nice garden chair or something. So I've got yes. something to remember that moment by, because that, yeah. that, um, that is a freaky kind I mean, how lucky are you? to be the person that the trees fall either side of. Flipping Unbelievable.
2: I I, I can't believe no one's gone trying to
1: find him. I mean, it would make a magnificent interview. I'm Um, surprised you're not on a plane. Um, (laughs) um...
0: It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper?
1: I mean, just go back to Cam Young very quickly. You mentioned Matt Fitzpatrick would have liked to have stayed out there potentially, maybe gone to from minus three to minus four, five, and maybe got a bit closer. But Cam Young, coming off the course when he did do, might actually be quite a good thing for him because he can reset, can't he? Because it was yeah. starting to crumble a little bit. But He can maybe just sleep on that and come out stronger.
2: Yeah, and um, and it's also the. Uh, the it's also the K because he. I mean, basically to explain, he got he got a um, double bogey six at the seventh, and did have a bit of a bounce. But at, at least he's walking off the course with a bit of a, a bit of a boost because he, he birded the eighth. Yeah, and um, that's a bit. Of, it's a bit of a Philip, I mean, and, and might be subtly different to when I was chatting about Shane Lowry and how Shane Lowry had all these these near misses uh, and then and then finally. Um, you know he didn't overcome them and he just repeated the pattern this, uh, when he came back out so hopefully cam young might uh, might uh, kick on after that birdie um but yeah and i i, I think is we, we we we've seen him once with paul teserin he made the he made the um the final four of the world match play championship um and then if you think back to what he did at the open last year cam young was just He didn't stop going forward in that at the at at St Andrews, and uh, it was quite a fearless it was quite a fearless effort. Um, And he shot sixty five that day. I mean, I know that a, a low score was available out there on the old course, but that was very a very impressive effort. When you know he could the prize was in front of him, and he wasn't scared of the opportunity.
1: that's a big thing, isn't it? That's a big thing, not to be scared, to grasp it by the scruff of the neck rather than to shy away from it. Going to be fascinating tomorrow, isn't it? Going to be fascinating because we've got uh, a round and a half. Hopefully it is the final day and we finish on Sunday evening. But it it could, I guess, still drift into Monday. If that is the case... I will uh, message you and we'll do one final little roundup. But if that isn't the case, uh, Matt Cooper, thank you very much indeed for uh, standing in for Dave Tyndall over the course of the Masters. It's been a strange one um, to watch. As I say, unsatisfactory at times, not being quite uh, a Masters that uh, we know and love with the, um, the all the colourful flowers and all the sunshine and stuff. It's been a bit different to that. But um, your company has been very well welcome. And thank you for your tips, et cetera.
2: Well no problem. let's let's hope one of them gets into the uh into the top six, seven, or eight or whatever is required. Uh, I'll I'll throw I'll I'll leave you one little um um statistic. Uh Brooks Kepka average it Kepka and Rahm more or less average the same thing in round three. Kepka has a slightly better average in round three. Um but Rahm averages sixty-nine point six seven, Kepka seventy point six. So there's a there's a difference of one. But um uh Four of Ram's last five final rounds have been in the 60s, uh, which is a, a, so it suggests that he's a little bit more comfortable, uh, at going low in the final rounds. So maybe that just gives the edge to Ram. But I think, I think what happens on seven first thing tomorrow will be a big determining factor in what
1: happens. I am. Um... On the face of it, Bruce Kepke looks more under control than John Rahm, but it's the yeah. the fiery nature of John Rahm sometimes that maybe just drives him forward as well. It works as a positive as well as a negative. He smashed his driver into the turf when he's gone off yes. the target and, and shunted at himself and all that kind of thing. Whereas Kepka looks a lot more driven, but uh, yeah, that can change rapidly. And as, as we've said before, we don't know what's inside of Kepka's mind either, do we?
2: Yeah, um I I I would agree completely with that. I mean but and also Rama's been very fortunate. I mean there's been a number of times when he's clattered his t shirts into the trees mm. and they just it's it just sort of popped out. Um so there could be a point where that starts to go wrong. But um mm. um but yeah, uh, yes, uh, whatever. Let's hope it's an absolute ding dong, I think.
1: Well, we've still got Jordan Spieth doing okay. I mean he did, he has gone backwards a little bit, but he's still there at two, two under and who knows. Um I've got uh, Colin Morikawa, He's quite handily placed. So he had dropped a couple of shots in his last two holes just before the suspension, which was a shame because he got to 700 into third at one stage, and looked a lot more uh, healthy in that position. But there are some out there that are still flying the flag for the uh, Late Tea Time podcast. So Hopefully they can uh, drive it home, literally, and uh, if not win it, because it looks like Kepka and Rahm have got that uh, as a battle between the two of them, uh, at least be on the podium and bring us an each-way return as we uh, follow the golf tomorrow. Late Tea Time punters mm-hmm. out there, enjoy the rest of the Masters. Hopefully we don't see you again this week, because that means that it's got through to its conclusion and. Uh, everybody's happy. Um, Thanks again to Matt for uh, joining me over the last uh, four days and uh, we will see next week Dave Tyndall back with us fresh from Japan um, not celebrating Hideki Matsuyama winners he was uh, suggesting but I'm sure we'll hear some tales of his holidays as we go through um, with uh, with Dave Tyndall when he comes back next week. So uh, anyway, we'll see you again very soon indeed. I've been James, he's been Matt. Enjoy the rest of the Masters, everybody. Good luck with all of your bets. Gamble responsibly. And this has been a Sports Broadcast Media production. Always gamble responsibly.
0: Visit BeGambleAware.org for more information.